0: Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Tara Tuttle and with me is Rebecca Mazzino and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to this week's episode. This week we have stylist Jenna Flood with us and we are going to be continuing our theme of slow fashion. Now, the reason I chose Jenna to come on today was because she actually is a slow fashion stylist, which I didn't know existed. And so I'm I'm going to have lots of questions about what is a slow fashion stylist. I think I've got the idea, but uh, we're going to have a bit of a chat because in last week's episode, I did mention a stylist and how I'd used one in the past and how we actually, well, I actually recommend the use of a stylist in helping you understand yourself and the kind of wardrobe that you want and need and um i thought rather than leave you all hanging i thought we'd get a little bit more information so that you can see maybe why it might be worth using a stylus Um, or if you don't still want don't want to use a stylus we'll get some tips off jenna um as well so welcome jenna thank you for joining us
1: hello happy to be here
0: so, I contacted you because I found you, and you are a slow fashion stylist. so tell me what a slow fashion actually no first, tell me what a stylist is, and then we'll find out what a slow fashion stylist
1: is so a stylist is someone helps you obviously find your style um, but also you know find key pieces for your wardrobe, help you um, i guess find that a big part of yourself that has been missing. And But they can also help you, you know, find an event for a, find a dress for an event um, or just even find the perfect black trousers. So there's a wide mm. array and then you've got your celebrity stylists, of course. So like, you know, Lana Wilkerson, dressing people for big events. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, celebrity stylist even.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And so then what's the difference between a slow fashion stylist and a regular stylist?
1: Well, I guess I'm very slow. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Um, I'm more sustainable. So yeah. instead of, um, I think when people think about a stylist, they think about going to a shopping centre and coming out with 10 million bags, whereas mm-hmm. we'd probably come out with one to none. So I'm all about taking it slow, uh, really looking for what you want in your wardrobe, um, decluttering your wardrobe because, you know, a um, full wardrobe is harder to take care of. And there's so many sort of things that I can help people with that it's hard to lump it under one big umbrella. But basically, mm. it's about sustainable, ethical fashion, um, shopping secondhand, vintage shopping, supporting ethical brands, doing what's sustainable for you within your wardrobe.
0: Okay, cool. Well, that that really does tie in well with what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks with with so fashion and and I I don't know. I think you said you'd listened to one of the episodes, I don't know if you listened to both, but I don't know if you listened to me complaining about how I didn't like secondhand shopping. <laughs> um, and so the idea of having a stylist to help me with that is really exciting because I would like the idea of shopping secondhand. I'd write in theory, it's it's amazing, but in practice I just hate it. And so, you know, if there were alternatives, so maybe we can talk a little bit about that as well later. So, yeah, I think what we've talked about is pretty much you know what you do with that with that slow fashion stuff. So you work with clients, um, and so your goal is to help them do what stylists do and do it in a sustainable way. What is it that you do that is common with all other stylists? So what's something that you is like the basics that you do?
1: I guess um, looking at body shapes, um, determining what does suit people and what um, is the best shape for their body shape. But also in saying that, I don't like rules and I don't like putting people in boxes. So if you want to mm. wear something that technically does not fit your body shape, go for it, as mm. long as you're happy.
0: Yeah, I've got a bit of a thing with that. When I see stylists talk about covering up your tummy or your bulge or whatever, I sort of, I, t- I sort of part of me is like, okay, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind bits about me to not be so obvious but at the same time wouldn't it be nice if society just let us be okay with having a tummy
1: percent. <laughs> yeah percent.
0: so I'm really glad that you I'm really glad that you do that because I think that you know there are just some things that it's like I don't care if I'm not meant to wear that color I love it and I'm just gonna you know do what I want so it's nice that stylists actually do have that flexibility in there and they're not just going to come in and go oh no you're never allowed to wear that because it makes your backside look you know enormous or it makes it look flat or it makes you look top heavy, or it makes your arms wobble all that kind of stuff if you love it and you know you want to still wear it I, I really love that idea and I like that flexibility I just think that maybe we don't actually need to cover up our flaws. We just need to stop criticising us ourselves for yep. our flaws and everyone else. But Totally agree. That, that's a side. <laughs> Body positivity <laughs> is probably not the, the main topic of this particular conversation. Um, now, Tara mentioned colours. Now, she got her colours done a billion years ago and I got my colours I know you're a lot younger than me, Jenna. So I don't know, you wouldn't have even been born, I expect, when I got my colours done in the 80s. <laughs> giving away my age here. Uh, I got my colours done in the 80s when my mum did. So mum got her colours done and she got all of us done basically, or I don't think dad cared, but she got me and my sister and her done. And so we were given like a a little packet of colours that suited us and that we were were meant to do. And we were given, we were put into a box. I think I was a warm spring um, because I would like seasonal. I think that's what I was. And uh, it, I think it's now, I sort of, as I'm older, I realise some of those colours, yes, but other other colours, I'm not so sure I fit into that anymore. But, um, so that's sort of the, the colours that, that I had and we got this little, what's a swatch, isn't it? Yeah, a swatch of colours that suit us best and, and I didn't really take much notice of that and mum said when I was a teenager, I picked all the wrong colours for myself and she still even says to me, she goes, oh, she said, you used to wear that wheat colour. <laughs> sweet and I'm like well I was very in in the nine early 90s um but she goes oh it was gross it didn't suit you at all and so I didn't really stick with my colors and I didn't pay that much attention to it Um, but mum did and it was was helpful for her um so is that something that you do as well you do
1: a color profile for people um no I don't really do a color profile for people um Hmm. I find that There are colours that suit people, but I've also been told I shouldn't wear black and that's like half of my wardrobe. So why (laughs) should I just go get rid of all the black in my wardrobe and replace it when someone told me I shouldn't wear black? That's Mm. not very sustainable. So Mm, there certainly our colours that will make you look a little bit more washed out or if you're having a bad day and you've got some big eye bags there that they'll make you look a bit um, more unwell. But I think part of, um, especially as a teenager, exploring fashion is experimenting like yeah. if you're trying on all the hot pink colours or the wheat colours and you look back in photos, and you're like, oh, my God, why did I wear that? That's part of experimenting. You'll, that's how mm-hmm. you find your colours. And sure, there's plenty of colour palettes and apps that will help you along the way. And, like, some people do like to know what colours they should wear that suits them, but mm-hmm. I do find a lot of this um, styling and through my styling and through dressing is that it comes with age mm-hmm. and as a teenager I wore some you know, very horrendous colours I would never wear now. But it helps set me up for the colour palette I wear today. So yep. yes, I can do colours, but I don't necessarily like to put people in that box again. I like to sort yeah. of like experiment. And even if, you know, I say, you know, you should never wear hot pink, you could wear a skirt with hot pink on the bottom and wear mm. another colour on the top. So I don't like Ruling out colors, um, yep. I like to let people sort of experiment and just I suggest different ways. So if you love mm. hot pink, just wear it on the bottom or wear it in accessories rather than close to your face, and I think it's a good choice.
0: Okay, yeah, and so then, like you said, there's sort of apps and stuff like that. Uh, what is it about our, what is it that makes colors suit us or not suit us? So if hot pink, for example didn't wasn't I, I shouldn't wear what it would what it would do to me like what would hot pink do to my face if it wasn't my color
1: it would sort of wash you out and make you look a little bit sick. and also um most people have darker circles under their eyes so it sort of accentuate them okay it, it would just generally wash you out that's what it sort yeah. of does um and it'll bring up the darker tones in your skin so if I wore um a, a color that's really close to my skin tone then I look basically all naked so you don't you don't really Mm -hmm. want that you could it's sort of something blends into your skin or it draws out the darker bits or it draws out any red blemishes like naturally Mm -hmm. we're sort of redder around certain parts of our face if it starts to draw those out then it's time to sort of think about either putting on a different part of your body or just getting rid of from your wardrobe and I know it's hard to sort of see this when you look at yourself every single day But sometimes if you just sort of play around with different colours or holding up like pieces of fabric to your face, you can sort of see how... The way your face changes. It changes, yeah. Yeah, You can see the way your face changes and what colours bring light to your face, I guess.
0: Okay, bring light to your face. I like that. That's a good way of saying it, yeah. Mm. And I guess also feeling yourself, like you said, sometimes you just have a gut feeling, don't you, that you like something. And even if it does make you look a bit washed out, if you like it, then whatever. Yeah. So with um, the sustainable styling, that obviously differs from regular styling, like you said, because you've got this focus on low volume and, and things like that. So is this where a capsule wardrobe really comes into play?
1: Yeah, I mean, capsule wardrobe sounds really scary to some people, but it really does help you start a smaller wardrobe, if that's your goal. Um, I think with sustainability, you've got to remember that it's different for everyone. So mm-hmm. for me, it's off shopping, it's um, buying from ethical brands. Whereas you, you said you don't like off shopping. So maybe for you, you'd prefer to go to Target, buy, you know, seven Ts of all the same color or all different colors, and that's your sustainable shopping done for the year. That's sustainability to you. So I think with capsule wardrobes, some people hear them and are like, oh, I could never live off 30 garments. Mm. And it's like, well, or, or 30 garments that are only black and white and tan tones. It's like, well, yes, that's the way it's normally perceived through media, especially if you sort of look on um, Instagram. But a capsule wardrobe can be more than 30 garments. It's That's generally just sort of the term that's used. It can also be, you know, your hot pinks and your greens and your lemons. It doesn't have to be black and white and tan, although mine is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think with it, people get a little bit scared. But it is definitely a great way to start a smaller wardrobe. And I don't have a capsule wardrobe per se. I just have a small wardrobe. Mm. But it, um, when I think about what I want to put in there, it, it limits what I want to enter my wardrobe I have to really think about it for people interested in a capture wardrobe it's a great place to start can be a little hard because there's lots of lists out there and it's like buy this black skirt buy this pair of shoes and it's like well I don't wear skirts and I don't wear those shoes (laughs) so that's where you're allowed to be a bit creative and stick your own things in there I think it's more as long as you're not buying six you know frilly sleeve shirts I'll have slightly different colours. That's not really a capsule mm. wardrobe, that's just playing around with style. So yeah. I like capsule wardrobes, but I also don't want people to think they're limiting and constrictive. You can still have fun with them and they're a great stepping stone if you don't want to end on a capsule wardrobe sort of thing.
0: Yeah. So that I guess a capsule wardrobe could form the base of, of a wardrobe in that you could say, well, I'll set up my my I'll have a capsule wardrobe of all of my basics or of my essential stuff that's all sort of interchangeable and then I'll have an outer layer of other clothes which uh, I can add into that um, to create more outfits and things like that. And, but like you said, you know, the capsule wardrobe doesn't have to be neutrals either. Yeah. So when you learn how to mix colours together, then you actually don't need to bother with neutral basics either do you because you're actually still going to be able to create a whole lot of outfits from just um, a, a set of um, basics does that make sense yeah yeah
1: exactly yeah. so I mean my wardrobe is tan and black and white and that just works for me perfectly I have no interest in bright colors I don't feel comfortable in them mm. and I mean finding all your colors does take time and it does take a bit of experimentation that's why I like off shopping because you can experiment mm. with that I guess you could have your base capture wardrobe and as long as you don't go too crazy and still keep a small wardrobe, um, you could definitely surround it with like, you know, an extra hot pink coat or an extra lemon top or, you know, an extra pair of black pants, say if you always wore black pants to work or something, so you need to Mm -hmm. sort of back up. It it doesn't have to be just one skirt, one blouse, one shirt. Like it's, you can still create many outfits from those looks, but it doesn't have to be that. And in terms of colors Once you sort of figure out what you like to wear and your gut tells you, oh, you love to wear lime green, that's great. You can sort of play around with colours a little bit more. So if your favourite colour is, say, orange, but you don't want to wear orange head to toe, you can find some really nice printed pieces that have an orange feature or a little bit of orange um, and you can wear a white shirt with that and that's a great way to play around with colour in the capsule wardrobe. Or you can bring colour to your accessories. So, um, you know, wearing... um, blue high heels or blue necklaces or blue scarves or bringing blue into a print that has a white background or the other way around um and then you also see people that match those prints like a crazy print and a softer print perfectly together Mm -hmm. i can't do that they're (laughs) a level 10 experts in matching (laughs) prints together um and they're usually for street style that you see in all the cool vogue looks yeah yeah but um I think the more you play around with it and the more you experiment with some looks, again, that's why off-shopping is so great if you've got the time. Mm -hmm. And also uh, Pinterest. I use Pinterest a lot to pin just all these looks I like. I just pin everything that is remotely cool. And then I take Mm -hmm. notes of what I liked about that image. So it might not be the colour, but I might like how she tucked the skirt in or I might like how they wore the shoes with that sock. Um, I just find surrounding myself – I'm quite visual, so I surround myself with a lot of um, inspiration and Mm. then pick bits of that and combine it into my own style. So that's a really good way to find your style.
0: Yeah. I think that the whole experimental thing, you know, when I think about experimenting with colour, the first thing I think of is, oh, I have to buy all these things and then they might not fit and you have to get rid of them. And so I really like, like you said, the idea of the op shopping because it enables you to experiment with colour in a more sustainable way and even if you do discard that item later, it will still go back into circulation and already exists. It's not like you've actually bought something just to, to play with and then you're discarding it um, and um, or you're even worse, throwing it in the bin or something like that. But the op shopping gives you that chance to, to play with colour. Um, I think that the thing that I got the most from uh, having a session with my stylist was how to mix colours. And you know how you were saying like some people can just do that like back can mix prints and all that I was always the type of person that I wasn't safe with color I didn't feel safe with color and so I just mixed everything with black and so I would wear black with a color and my mum tells me now that Trini and Susanna say you're not allowed to do that um but I always it was safe like I could put a color on and then if I had like black pants or and I was just I never did I never put two colors together I was always you know terrified of doing that and that's the one thing that I learned most from her was how to mix colors and which colors like other colors so how is that something that people can can also learn because learning that gave me it just opened everything up for me Um, how can other people learn that or is it or do they need a stylist to help teach them that
1: I mean, a stylist can definitely help, but I think some ways you could probably learn, um, it sounds a bit weird, but go to Bunnings and look at the paint swatches Mm. and match them together and see, maybe go there, pick out some, go to your wardrobe, pick out your favourite colours or the ones you wear the most, write them down or take photos, go to Bunnings, get some paint swatches and see how they match together because that's a great Mm. visual way to do it without going and buying anything first off. And another Mm. thing is um, who cares about the rules? My coworker <laughs> wears navy and black all the time, and mm. she looks amazing. And my other coworker wears red and then crazy striped pants, and she looks amazing. Like mm. I know Trudy and Suzanne, maybe you know they make a lot of money with their books, <laughs> but sometimes those rules are so constricting. Yeah, they're, I think sometimes they're made for us, made made for us to buy more stuff
0: because mm-hmm. we're told
1: we can't wear that with that, and that's what we have in our wardrobe. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you and feel comfortable. And that's the thing. Yes, like yes. That's,
0: that's why you do need to buy more things, don't you? Because if you've got one thing that only matches with one thing, yes, then you need to go and buy more things because you don't have that flexibility to mix them up together. But if you can just do it anyway and just roll with it, then you end up creating flexibility in a wardrobe that you previously thought didn't exist because you were too busy worrying about rules.
1: Exactly. And I think if you put something on and you, I feel, I instantly feel it. I put something on and I go, oh, wait, this is wrong, and I take it off and try again. And if you mm. start building your outfits and you start taking photos of your outfits when they feel good, you oh, can feel that idea. confidence inside you. So t- start taking photos, build a little scrapbook or a, something on your phone, and when you feel down and you don't know, don't know what to wear, flick through that album and you're like, oh, this looked good. I got a lot of compliments that day and I really enjoyed wearing it. I'm gonna wear it again because re-wearing mm. is not. You have must rewear your outfits.
0: Like oh my god, yes!
1: You have. To, there's that gone is that era of only to wearing things once because someone saw it on Instagram or you wore it to an event. That era does not exist anymore. We have to rewear things. We paid for them. We paid to wash them. So. Mm. Other people have
0: paid in other ways for them to be manufactured, and there's, you know, I think I read somewhere that it's like thousands of liters of water are used to make one pair of jeans. Like, Uh, yep, I that's just insane.
1: It's like seven. I think it's seven thousand something liters of water used to make one pair of jeans, and then go to your shop and see how many jeans are sitting on the table.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's terrifying, isn't it? Yeah, Um, and then all those jeans end up possibly um in landfill later on yep. as well so yep. there's like this double barrel oh it's probably more than double barrel assault to the environment there's probably several others as well there's probably air pollution that occurred during the processing and the chemicals and yep. all that kind of stuff as well so yeah it's just it's just amazing um i just lost my train of thought then i don't know <laughs> where, where, where we were talking about before that but Oh yeah. So the, the whole idea of um, matching things together. So is that something that you rec- recommend people do as well? Is they experiment with throwing things together that they've never put together before?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I've started, so I used to be super restrictive in my wardrobe and I'd only wear this with that. And that could only go with that. And I would never, ever wear other colors, but, um, As soon as I started to bring in a little bit of colour, I mean, it's like tan and that's about Mm -hmm. it, (laughs) I felt a bit more confident in my wardrobe and I started mixing things and I started even pairing lighter colours with the tan, whereas before I'd only, I I was like you, I'd wear black and then a coloured top and that was it. But I started mixing these colours and now I'm wearing like a tan jacket. With another differently tanned top and then light pants, which I would have never wore back in the day. Mm. So, and that just came from experimenting. I mean, I know I'm a stylist and I've got that background, but getting if I don't, if I disregard all that education, it just came from experimenting and opening my eyes a little bit more and just not caring what other people thought of me. Mm. Um, and I, if you also, if you don't want to buy anything or you don't have time to op shop, borrow from your friends. They've got mm. clothes too and even if they're not quite a similar size, you can just borrow for the colour and be, and just pin it back a bit and see what it looks like um, or just embrace the bagginess or whatever size it is. Mm. And then you're like, oh, I really like this colour in my wardrobe and then take the shirt shopping with you or to the op shop and be like, oh, this matches, this is exactly the shirt I want in this colour and then I know yeah. I'm going to wear it because I already tried it
0: yeah well that's a great idea I've never done that before um I wore a dress recently as a skirt yeah. and I um and I did it because I love it I love the, but I love the skirt part of it more than I love the top of it uh the top of it is it's got like a little it's not it's not an error well it is probably I think it's an error in the way it was cut but what it does, it makes my boobs look like this wonky. <laughs> Cause it's got like a seam and the seam runs from high to low. So it kind of looks like my whole boob line is wonky. And um so I do I do still wear it, but uh, I actually decided to wear and it's got um what's that, what's it called when they do the elastic it's all elastic it's elasticated into little
1: little bunches like sheen yes yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. so it's
0: like it's got that so the whole top half of it is is like that and so I just rolled the whole top inwards and just put it on that way and I my mother-in-law said something like oh I love that skirt I said it's a dress and I showed her I lifted up my top and I said (laughs) look and she said I would never have thought to do that and I said I'm so glad that I did it because it just gave me a whole." new part of my wardrobe like it's a like I can now wear that at, in times where I wouldn't wear it as a dress I could even wear it in winter you know and because it's quite a summery dress I can wear it in winter and I can layer up on top and all of that and I think that um that's one of the things that we can get stuck in is seeing an item of clothing and just seeing it for what it is there and I think even this is something that kind of gets me almost excited about op shopping almost <laughs> i don 't know that i 'll ever get all overly excited, but the idea that i can um that you can see something and then you can actually change that if you want yeah like sure. you can just you can mix it up, you can pin it and you can you know tuck the top in and just wear it as a skirt or or do something like that um just throw throw a belt on it and tuck it up or whatever um but this idea that that we can actually fiddle with our clothes and I think we sometimes forget that we can
1: yeah our clothing um once we buy it it's us so why can't we chop mm. it up or add some sequins or wear it upside down or wear it back to front there's no limit to what we can do with our clothing The only limit is our creativity and what we know and you can mm. easily extend this knowledge by watching you know youtube clips of how people diy their garments mm. or even if you don't like the hem on your jeans cut it off you know, frayed jeans are cool or roll mm. it up so it exposes the inside of the um, jeans. There's like when you start looking at this sort of um, fr- your clothing from a different perspective and start researching, you can wear your skirts as dresses or dresses as skirts or your tops. I think um, I was in a – so it was Melbourne Fashion Festival here in Melbourne in the um, last week and one of the events I went to was called Fast Fashion. And it was an event where there was a huge pile of clothing wastes on the ground that had come from op shops. So clothes that like were, you know, the broken zippers or they just couldn't be sold at op shops for whatever reason, but people had donated them. Um, And our challenge was to go through the pile of clothing. We had 10 minutes and we had to make an outfit. In that 10 minutes, my friend and I, I had some jeans on as a jacket. So I was wearing a jacket jeans. So I had my arms through the legs and the back was clapping there. And then I found a pair of oversized men's business pants that I pulled on over my jeans. They were too big, but I couldn't find a belt. So I found a neck bow tie and I tied them up as a little belt thing. And then I was carrying um, some makeup bags, one inside the other, and they, the colors clashed. And then my friend, we found her a reflective, um, like one of those jackets that men wear when they're doing the roads, like one of those reflective jackets. Ah, yes. The high viz. Yeah, yeah, the high viz. We put that on her and then we tied it with a bathrobe belt. And then we (laughs) tied a handbag on the back of her hair. And then she had (laughs) socks coming off the... So we just made crazy fashion out of this pile of clothing. But it got me thinking about how I wear my clothing and how Mm. I can change the different ways to wear it so can I wear a shirt backwards or can I Mm. you know um cut up a t-shirt if there's a hole in the sleeve can I cut the sleeve off and wear it as a tank top or wear it to the gym or wear it as sleepwear even um Mm. is there something I can do with my jeans or can I sew the buttons on something else or add some more buttons like there's no point in throwing away our clothing if it just has a little rip because you can fix Mm. it we need to ownership of our items
0: yeah yeah and try and get as much out of them as we possibly mm-hmm. can which sometimes we do with the things that we really really love you know but we could probably do it with the things that we just like as well you know we yeah. could get a bit more creative i've got a top that i adore it doesn't get a great deal of wear because it's one of those um it's like a, it's a long sleeve t-shirt but it's a three-quarter length so it's, and it it's a boat neck so it's it's not. It's not something that I really wear as an underlayer in winter, and it's too hot to wear in summer. So it's kind of like a spring autumny thing, and it's not. It just doesn't get a great deal of wear. But it's got these little holes that are just down around the waist area, and I think it's from rubbing on my yes. jeans. Yeah, um, yeah that that's it.
1: common. Yeah,
0: yeah, and not, not not my other tops have got it, but that one has, and I absolutely love this top, and I lo- actually love it so much that. I um, did some rebranding recently of my um, my business branding and I actually used the colours from this top <laughs> in my branding because <laughs> I love the way they they mix together. There's like a navy blue and a peach and a tan and a pale blue and, they just, and it's stripy and with white and it's just beautiful but it's got these holes in the front and I'm like I need to either learn how to darn or what, what, what are some solutions for when we have little issues like that?
1: Um, I have a friend who's the most amazing mendy person in the world. Her name is Erin Lewis Fitzgerald. She wrote her own book um, about mending. So you definitely have to look her up. But um, one of the men she did, um, it was an easy one. um, And she had a tea towel that had a little hole in it. And, and, you know, most people would throw a tea towel out that had a hole in it. But she, um, the tea towel, apples on the tea towel. So it's a you know, a bunch of apples. And she darned a little worm coming out of the bunch of apples. And you would have never guessed that she'd actually put the worm there. It looked like it's part of it. Oh, but yeah. she has the most insane ideas just to fix clothing. And I, I'm, I cannot mend as amazing as she can, but I use her as inspiration. And I recently reached out to her and was like, my shoes, the inside of my shoes are with my heel rubs, um, it started to come apart and all the stuffing is coming out. The shoes mm-hmm. on the outside are fine but I don't know how to fix the inside and she gave me like all these suggestions to use. But um, from what I'm thinking when I picture your top and the little holes there, I can imagine little flowers which are a very simple stitch. I don't know the name yeah. of it. You'd have to look it up. But yeah. I just imagine little flowers darn there or you could get a little patch and stick it over there. I mm-hmm. think um, mending and darning is all about, you know, adding life to our clothes and adding love and you yeah. said you love it so make it your I own do. it doesn't have to stay in one singular form its entire life can you mm. can you switch it around can you wear it back the front and have the holes at the back oh I could
0: possibly because <laughs> it's a boat neck so it actually might I might be able to wear it back to front I do hate things touching my throat like yeah. I've got a real thing about my throat so um tops have to be sort of just at my collarbone and really no higher so i'd have to check that it might run a little bit high yeah. being the back but um, it's definitely worth a try Could and you um, tuck it in yeah
1: can you tuck it into your skin i can tuck
0: it in and yeah. i do wear it tucked in sometimes yeah. and that will yeah. cover them sometimes but it depends on what i'm wearing there are some pants that if i'm wearing like really high waisted pants if i tuck it in it looks a bit stupid yeah. it's sort of better if it's in sort of more lower waisted so it works with my lower medium waisted jeans but with my high waisted jeans on my high waisted work pants uh, it sort of looks a bit stupid but um but yeah you've given me some ideas and i th- i really think i think that learning how to darn is probably something that i reckon i need to do i might make a little challenge for myself to learn how to darn because you know there's so many things that we just throw away that we could do a little quick fix with and we don't have to be magicians with it and we don't have to be able to turn it into a worm but you know, if we just darn it a little bit and make it, even if I just make the holes less obvious, you know. Yeah, that's um, all you need to do,
1: just even yeah. just sew them closed from the other side. Mm. And that you'll see like a little dent, but if it's a pattern top like you said it is, then you, won't, yeah, you only stripy. have to like mm. look very closely to see them. So, And then as mm. they get bigger, you can experiment with different ways to play around, um, mm. attach a bit of fabric on the inside so you can see the other fabric coming through to the outside to give it a bit more contrast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's so yeah. many ways. <laughs> yeah, there
0: is, isn't there? Um, yeah, I'm just, i just I'm thinking, and I could even turn it into a short sleeve and use the sleeves to patch um, yes. or something like that as well, with matching the colors. So, yeah. oh, you've got me thinking. It's all exciting. <laughs> I, I'm already wanting to dive into my wardrobe and see. So, if we've got, if people out there have got sort of a, a, a wardrobe at the moment that is full of clothes that they don't well, it's full of clothes, but they can never find anything to wear. Um, what What is your advice for their first step?
1: Um, definitely take everything out. Take it all out. Then clean your wardrobe. Make this, so this is going to be like a little bit of a party for you. You need to have a whole stream of free time which i know can
0: be tricky for some people yeah, I know. <laughs> I was, t- tara and i talked about this when we did a wardrobe <laughs> episode once and we talked about how maricondo makes you pull it all out and tara said that one day she and her friend she decided to help her friend with a wardrobe and they had to pull it all out and she said they needed a lot of wine at the end of the day <laughs> and it took them hours and hours so we'll talk about a method if you do have the time but then we'll go back and we'll talk about a method if you don't so yeah keep going yep yep, yep for sure um so
1: yeah i would take it all out and then I would only put back the pieces in that I've worn recently or that I absolutely love or that have sentimental value or something like that. I'd put those back in and then I'd look at the pile on the bed, drink some more wine, um, <laughs> and then I would start going through and being extremely ruthless. I know this is more – this doesn't seem very sustainable from the start, but if you've got a coloured wardrobe – And you're standing there staring at it, and you're like, stuff this, I'm gonna go buy more clothes. That's not sustainable either. So, Mm. looking at your wardrobe, looking at what's on the bed or the floor or wherever you are, um, and be ruthless and be like, I don't want this anymore. Put it aside, put it in a donate box, put it in a box to give to your friends, whatever. And then, if you, and then also make a maybe pile. So, you've got like a no pile, a maybe pile, and a yes pile in your wardrobe. So, um, Mm. go through it all. Then, when you make finished going through it all, and you've got your maybe pile, Look at, look at why well, they're maybe why they are maybes. Why did you not mm. put them straight back in the wardrobe? Is it because there's a hole? Can you fix it? Is it because someone gave it to you and you feel guilty giving it away? It doesn't matter. If you've kept it in your wardrobe for two years now and you still haven't worn it, it's taking up your valuable real estate, real yes. estate space in your wardrobe. That's your own space. that like Something could be hanging there that you love a lot. If it's because um, you just don't know how to wear it, play around with it. I always um, create challenge items for my um, guests, my um, clients. So normally there's a bit of a time between when I see them between sessions and I say, if you haven't worn this piece by the time I ca- come and see you again, then you don't need it because you haven't worn mm-hmm. it. So it's taking up valuable real estate space again. Yeah. And um, if and they
0: really do want it, they'll find a way yes, to wear it. Exactly. and exactly. Finding that way to wear it, they will give it a new lease on life and it will come back into circulation
1: again, yeah. Exactly. And then with a donate pile, donate them but make sure they're not too – make sure, you know, someone else could – I always think that if I'm donating clothing, would my best friend like this if I gave it to them? Mm. Like would they be able to wear it straight away? Not necessarily their style but it's free of holes, the button's all attached, doesn't stink, it doesn't smell, it's freshly washed, that sort of thing. Because Mm. um, op shops spend a lot of time and money – I read it was mm. something like three point something million getting rid of clothing that we dumped not Yeah. yeah um, So, yeah, and then you've got your maybe pile. So challenge yourself to wear it, figure out why you're not wearing it. Um, and then I also go back to my wardrobe and try pairing these challenge pieces with what I've already got and what I already love. Uh-huh, and yeah. you'll also start to identify what you're missing. So you might be missing um, some flared pants to wear with that top or wear with these type of tops. So write it down. This is not done in one... <laughs> you know, sitting, mm. it takes a while. So I don't think it's sustainable when you identify all these missing missing bits in your wardrobe and then go buy them mm. because you can't find the exact right item after shopping at H&M for one night. <laughs> you know, it takes time. It takes time to find them and things not, might not be in season. So I guess that's the long way. Um, it's a good way, you know, to get rid of the kids for a little bit, send them off somewhere <laughs> else. And it's a good way to reconnect with your friends as well because you can make it a bit of a party as long as you're yeah. pretty firm about why you're getting rid of something um, and you're not being guilt-tripped by your friends to put it back in the wardrobe because they gave it yeah. to you. So you've got to be yeah. firm with this, yeah. I have had
0: clients that have done this kind of stuff with friends and family and though friends have often talked them into keeping things yes. that they have decided that they wanted to get rid of and it's like, wow, you know, you know, you know yourself. What yes. you you know your your gut says, um, and if you're going to be persuaded otherwise, then maybe that person, um, maybe they need to find something else to do for a half an hour. Yes, <laughs> so
1: exactly. They're not invited your to friend. your party. Yeah. So I yeah. guess, um, and you wanted a shorter version, a less time version. Yes. Yeah, so
0: for those for those people who the the like maybe their whole house is cluttered and they don't have room to put the clothes that they've pulled out of their wardrobe, um, or maybe they just, they've just they got uh, an elderly parent and two kids and a full-time job and finding you know even time to go to the toilet is hard, um, how might they attack moving their wardrobe forward to be, to be a little bit more capsule and sustainable and useful for them?
1: Yeah, um, there's a trick that I do. It's one that sort of takes place over like about three uh, three or so months mm. um, or it can just be a month. It sort of depends. It, it is depending on your clothing. But, um, I mean, I do live in Melbourne so the weather changes quite fast. <laughs> but if you live in a more stable climate, then it's good to firstly take out your winter items and just pop them underneath the bed or just something away just for a little bit they're not going to go anywhere they're just getting out of the wardrobe so you have space to move your clothing and then I turn all my hangers around so they face backwards so -hmm. instead of the hook going over the top it goes under and hooks around so all your clothes are facing backwards or you could turn all your clothes inside out or you could just push all your clothing to one side and tie a scarf and have a blank side on the other side And then as you wear your garments, you put the worn garments back on the hanger and after being washed back on the side that is blank and has nothing there. So basically you are figuring out what you wear the most. Mm. And this isn't one that, again, is overnight. That's why I like the other method better because it's a way to quickly declutter. But this one declutters over time and it allows you to see what you wear the most. So say your wardrobe is full of um, party dresses but you don't really go to parties or most of your time is spent working at the office. So then um, slowly you'll start to see when your hangers turn back around the right way that all your office wear is being worn the most and those party dresses are being pushed to the site. Why mm. not sell them and make some money to invest in proper clothing? There's mm. no point in having all these party dresses just sitting around. You can keep one or two or you can start renting your items instead or you can give those ones to friends who go to parties more often and then when, mm. you know, you go to a party, you know where that dress is. Um, yeah. This one I sort of do, so I started um, the start of the month, I turned all my hangers backwards and at the end of the month, they're going to see what I wore the most.
0: Okay, so you do a little bit of a review after a certain amount of time. Yeah. And so yeah. then you would look at the items that haven't been turned around and ask yourself why. Yep. And, you know, like you said, if you've gotten rid of the off-season stuff, then it's probably not going to be because they're off-season. Yeah. So there's there'll be a reason, and it might be that you haven't been to the right occasion for it, or something like that. And so, so then I guess that some of the reasons would be justified. So you know there might be a particular type of garment that you only wear when you travel interstate, and you haven't been able to travel interstate because of COVID. And so you, you, there's an exception there. If like, oh well, that's why that hasn't been worn. Um, but then there'll be others that just haven't been worn because you. They're just not right for your wardrobe anymore or something
1: like that. Yeah, exactly right. So you may always put that top back because it's made of polyester and you hate the way it feels on your skin. Why Mm. do you keep putting it back instead of wearing it or getting rid of it? So it it takes time. It's not an instant uh, gratification Mm. sort of task. It does take time and you do need a little bit of space to maybe store some items. And in saying that, you don't need to get rid of anything. This is just to figure out what you're wearing the most. And then okay. you can make your own decisions on how you do want to proceed with the rest of your clothing. If okay. you are someone that values space like I do and I don't want things hoarding up my cupboard, I get rid of it. And I do have – I either donate, I sell um, my clothing, I consign my clothing, I go to clothing swaps, I give it to people. Um, so I make sure wherever my clothing goes is a good way Um mm. And I know I've got a small wardrobe and I understand people do have larger wardrobes or they've never decluttered before or whatever. But I honestly believe that our wardrobes should be peaceful and they shouldn't be mm. causes of stress. Yeah. Uh, and they should be you should be able to open it and be like, this is what I'm wearing today. This is something that goes with it. This is the jacket I can wear. Mm. And especially for you know, someone who's a mum or a high-stress job, you want to take that choice away. So, game capture wardrobes, you just want to be able to pull things on and know you look good. So, Mm. if you want to achieve goals like that, capture wardrobes are great, or having a smaller wardrobe is great, and knowing what your style is rather Mm. than opening the doors and going, What the hell am I wearing today? Mm. Immediately closing the doors and then going to, you know, a shop on the way to work and getting dressed. Then that's not limiting your choice at all, it's not helping, and it's a waste of money.
0: With the, um, the space thing it was funny because my husband said to me recently um and I had to laugh because it's kind of a conversation I have with my clients sometimes but my husband said to me when I was putting some clothes away in my wardrobe he said you know that if you got different hangers, you'd be able to fit more in your wardrobe because I use the wooden hangers. Mm-hmm. And he goes, If you like use the plastic ones that I use, or because I let them, he'd use whatever he wants, but I'm very strict about using the wooden hangers. And he's like, If you use different hangers, you'd be able to fit like twice the amount of clothes in there. And I said, That's why I don't use those hangers because I don't want to fit twice the amount of clothes in there because I'm trying really hard to keep, you know, a limited um, volume to to my wardrobe. And he went, oh, all right. (laughs) I thought it was a bit weird. I mean, he's not, he sort of has like, a very, very limited wardrobe himself i take three quarters of our built-in robe up um so i'm the one with all the clothes uh, not him but it was just funny how he was saying that and i went no that's actually the opposite of what i want i actually want air between my clothes you know and like you yeah. were saying that that crammed wardrobe space you know i have clients where if you run your hands along the clothes the clothes don't move they just make a thwack, thwack, thwack kind of sound <laughs> because they're all jammed in there so close and then that's how you get moths and that's, you know all that kind of stuff. So yeah. um, I sort of, I agree with you on that air in the wardrobe and, and I would encourage anyone who's listening if they do have a thwack, thwack, thwack wardrobe to, you know, they, they probably need to cut it down by a, at least a third um, and have air between your clothes so the clothes can
1: breathe they need to breathe they're like little people I think I always think (laughs) they're little people that need to breathe and if you (laughs) if you're a little bit scared of getting rid of your clothing just put some in a box and write a date on it three months from now and if you Mm. never open that box um three months from now you didn't need the clothes at all during that three-month period like save for you know big winter coats or whatever um Mm. But, yeah, we think we need a lot of clothing but we actually don't. And I know know, some people like to play with clothing and explore and you can still do that but there's different ways. You can rent, you can borrow, you can swap, you can shop at consignment stores and sew your clothing backwards, you can back to them, you can secondhand shop. You don't need the amount of clothing that we are told we need at all.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And especially if we learn how to shop within our own wardrobe Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and repair things and, and do all that kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah. So I might sort of wrap things up a little bit uh, now. But if anyone's actually interested in having uh, a stylist come and help them out because they find it too overwhelming themselves. Um now you do online styling sessions, don't you?
1: I do. Um I had to start online because of COVID. We were mm. you know locked down for many months here in Melbourne. Um, I do also do, um, you know, face-to-face ones. I'm just about to relaunch my services um, as a face-to-face stylist. My online ones I like, but I do feel that an in-person one would be beneficial for people who have a lot of clothing um, or are really struggling. Um, A a virtual one is very good, but it's more if you are a little bit more knowledgeable in your fashion journey or you are Mm -hmm. just looking for a bit of a pick-me-up um as I can't really see your wardrobe and I can't see your body shape I can only usually see your head and shoulders Mm. I can only sort of give um you know a bit more general General advice and suggest things I'm I'm a really hands-on person so I like to get (laughs) in your wardrobe
0: and really
1: um see what you're wearing and see what's there and touch and feel
0: yeah um So what about a capsule wardrobe though? What if if somebody wanted to build a capsule wardrobe? Would you be able to teach them how to do that?
1: Yeah, definitely. That would be an online service that I can teach someone to do. I don't have, you know, a direct link for it yet but it's something um, people can message me with inquiries and ask about Mm. how to do certain things and we can arrange a session definitely. It it doesn't always have to be one of my bigger sessions. I'm open to, you know, smaller sessions or if someone just has a question or they're Mm. stuck in some sort of fashion way, I'm definitely to up and out.
0: Oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that. Do you know, I am actually, even though I'm quite in control of my wardrobe at the moment, I'm actually thinking I'm going to dive in and just have a little prune or have a look and see where I can mix something together just to give it a bit of a refresh. So, yeah, I think that people who have listened will be a bit inspired now to shop more within their wardrobe and and to think about different ways that they can slow their their fashion consumption
1: down. So thank you very much for, for coming on, Jenna. <laughs> thank you so much for inviting me. Sometimes you just need a little bit of an outside eye yeah. or voice in this case <laughs> to help you along.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you'd leave a
0: review or tell all your friends about us so they too can be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.